Hello, welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, the media and public relations. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you, Stephen? I'm very well. I'm very excited about this new piece of kit we've got in front of us, the, the sort of luxury end of the podcasting recording market. What the hell is it? <laughs> it's an H2N Pro, but it's a gorgeous, lovely little bit of Sounds kit. Sounds rude. And it's got a, what looks like a little bearskin hat on. It's really cute. So, you, so this is Sarah. Sarah, we, we, we've been looking at different ways of upping our podcasting game and Sarah came back from a conference this this week uh, and immediately bought one of these on the, on the old Amazon, didn't you? Because you thought it was the bee's knees. Yeah, so thank you to the Northern Power uh, Futures crew because uh, they uh, yeah showed me a good game and uh, I've gone out and got one. Um, what are we going to talk about today? So we've got quite a nice agenda. We've got Fire Festival. We've got the Edelman Trust Barometer. Um, the CIPR have brought out a really great client guide, which I'd like to chat about. Similarly, I'd like to um, talk about a fantastic new initiative from the PRCA on virtual agencies. I know you're keen to chat about the fact that blogging is changing. And we've got a couple of things that we want to chat about that will hopefully give people in our industry a bit of a leg up. Are you going to let me get a word in, do you think? Have you something useful to say? Well, let's see. So, <laughs> let's kick off with the Fire, Fire Festival. So, the festival that wasn't really a festival in 2017, um, set up by an entrepreneur, um, luxury music festival on a Caribbean island promoted massively through Instagram and that's the that's the reason for our interest um, and uh, promoted heavily by, by celebs including the Kardashians um, through Insta creating uh, imagery of um, a really high-end luxury event that just didn't happen um, classic case of hubris and um, bullshit I think um, so there's, there's a couple of documentaries just come out about this, which is why it's, it's kind of interesting, although you can go and Google and you can find out the you whole car crash that yeah. was in, in 2017. Um, but the, uh, the documentaries are interesting. The one we've caught is, is on Netflix, and I recommend anyone look it up because apart from the story of um, how the perception of, of an incredible event uh, was created through entirely through Instagram channels, mainly paid. Um, it's just a great story of boom to bust, mainly bust. Yeah, but can we also say that while people are hailing it as some kind of influencer relations disaster, it's actually a business disaster. It was really badly run. There was huge risk. Um, regularly ran out of money. The governance was shocking. You know, the way that um, staff were treated were, was pretty poor. They're all business issues. That's not to do with PR and marketing. And in fact, at the beginning of that documentary, do you remember I kind of went, well, so far, so normal. There were so many yeah. things that rang true for me in terms of yeah. campaigns. But um, re yeah, they say really fascinating in terms of how creating really good content can take you very far because all their initial sales, which carried them through to the second wave of planning, was based on what they'd done with influencers very early on. Yeah, um, it reminded me a lot of some of the stories around the dot-com time in the, uh, the late 90s uh, when you know people would go and raise a load of money on a, the basis of a, a flimsy PowerPoint deck. Uh, in I think this, I was back in school then. In this instance, <laughs> you probably were. In this instance, uh, it wasn't a PowerPoint deck, it was a bunch of Instagrammers. Um, Scott Guthrie's really good on this. So uh, there's some chatter on Twitter uh, when the movie first came out on... Um, on 
um, Netflix, uh, and Scott jumped on it because he's a, uh, really strong in this area. He's written a good couple of great pieces, including a, a really good reflective piece on how uh, Netflix in it, itself and the production uh, should be called into question because many of the people that took part in the documentary were also makers and producers that were part of the story of the failed festival. Which is and a, that's not disclosed, is it? No, which is a really great point because actually the whole thing is also a brilliant case study in a lack of ethics, let's put it that way, because from the start to finish, it was purely about... It's just grimy and dirty. Well, yeah, it Let's is. move on. <laughs> is that why you're interested? <laughs> yeah, Netflix and chill. Um, top two, go and watch it. Edelman, uh, the Trust Barometer, published this month uh, at Davos. I think it's the 19th year this year. Um, recommended reading for anyone in the PR comms, any, in any aspect of organisational communication, actually. Um, so it benchmarks uh, our trust or citizens' trust with the organisations around them in society, including corporate organisations, including government and the media and, and such like. And the headline from this year is the most trusted uh, organisation around us is uh, our employer. Uh, really interesting headline, actually, because that syncs a lot with the shift we're seeing towards purpose-led organisations and people looking to organisations to provide uh, leadership they're not getting anywhere else in society right? yeah I hope there's two things there. I think internal comms professionals will be cheering at this because it's something that they've been saying for a long long time um, but um, you know in terms of being a purpose-driven leader and um, being open um, and being articulate in terms of what your objectives are and what you expect from from teams internally but also as you say the external piece and it really chimes with a piece of work that I did um, with a group of people in healthcare last year if you recall I we had uh, Future Proof 3 um, celebrating the NHS at 70 with wider lessons for uh, the PR industry which was published uh, mid last year and that was really really interesting because one of the themes that came through very strongly is that trust piece in terms of um, you know use your doctors use your nurses because that's where the trust lies people go to specialists and they, they believe them so actually if you've got an organization organizational issue or you want people on the front line telling your story use those people yeah. and actually it's, it's something that the Clutrain Manifesto used to pr has preached for, what, 40 odd yeah. years now, but we don't do it people. very well. Organisations are yeah. people. Yeah, so use people. Um, Brilliant piece of work by Edelman, though. Um, so sitting, as I used to do in, in uh, a large international global agency, we used to look at the Edelman Trust Barometer um, uh, with green eyes because it's a fantastic piece of intellectual property that they've they've developed and certainly uh, worth looking at. Less so maybe the fact that it's launched at Davos. Well, you see, did you see me narrow my eyes? Is that that? That's yeah. So Davos <laughs> again. Um, uh, you know, we, we both have issues with this, don't we? The fact that. Um, you know, the world's moneyed uh, jet set into this uh, village in Switzerland uh, and, and take over for, for a long weekend to tell the world um, how they're going to solve its ills. Yeah. Paying tax might be a good start. Yeah, and I think there was a that was called out um, at least this time by someone who sat in a number of debates and kind of said that there's an elephant in the room here. I think for both of us, this is, a, this is just about optics and, and what we do and the fact that we're in a time of austerity and change, a lot of political turbulence. And um, if we were starting from scratch and looking at a campaign with audiences that uh, are publics that we weren't um, familiar with, we'd be going out and trying to understand those issues. We wouldn't be debating them, hopefully, from... Yeah. some comfortable place. You'd be thinking, actually, how do we go in there and make a difference? Yeah. So my point would be, 
do we does this need a rethink? I'm sure other people would argue not, because um, at least the issues are being debated. But you have to laugh when you see people like Andrew Block tweeting things like peak Davos, and he shared a picture, and I can't quite remember what was on it, but it was brilliant. It was kind of like uh, a signpost to austerity debate, and then right underneath it, valet parking. Yeah. And you know, it just it doesn't sit quite right. So my view Chauffeurs would be- Chauffeurs sit here. Yeah, we either, we either find a way to make it more inclusive so other people can join that debate, or we take it out to places where yeah. actually it would be beneficial to find out more about what's happening there. Uh, and, and, and it's just a different experience. So, so Daryl Sperry and I have got this campaign to try and bring Can Shift Can the Festival of Creativity, up the northeast coast to Crumlington. Crumlington. Because I think you know, <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of thinking that that is needed. And I know people like yourself and John Brown would be right behind that. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, how do you buy PR services, Sarah? Well, this is a really lovely piece of work, which I'm um, hands up. Um, I was it was it was developed. I think it might have started actually while um, Jason McKenzie was president, and it was um, completed during my year and launched um, since Emma Leach has been taking over as president at the beginning of this year. Really brilliant piece of work by CIPR. Like I say, it's taken a, a while to develop, but it's because it needed quite a bit of research and, and planning and insight. But what they have done is um, created this great guide to help um, organizations procure PR people and um, services, if it might be an agency. So um, for example, um, if you're looking to hire someone, they will help you write a brief. Uh, if you want you to, um, if they want, if you would like someone to sit in the actual recruitment process with you, they can do that. Uh, if you're hiring an agency, obviously they can do the whole thing uh, involved with the agency uh, procurement process too. So it's just um, a really nice piece of work um, that we're now getting out to the business community to let them know that it's there. Um, it's quite cost effective as a service. Um, so I would say to anybody, please do look it out if you're wanting help. I talk about procurement as something that's absolutely crucial to the health of our industry because uh, on the one hand we need to make sure that PR practitioners um, professionalise so they upskill so they've got the business and management skills that they need to become a strategic advisor and of course we need the business community to understand the value of PR and want to procure it but we've got this sweet spot in the middle so that they get the right people. At the moment there's no barriers to entries in PR, you need people who are actually hopefully members of an industry body, accountable to a code of conduct, ideally chartered, because then you've been measured on your strategic leadership and ethical skills. So it's just a part of that whole, and it's, it's, I'm just really thrilled to see it in action. Good, cross town at the PRCA. Yes. You're doing something absolutely. <laughs> I know, I'm exhausting myself. <laughs> But actually, again, this is not led by me. I'm just very fortunate to be involved with a fantastic group of people who have launched uh, a virtual agencies group. And again, kudos to Francis uh, Ingham at the PRCA, who's you know has allowed us to go ahead and do that. And in particular, thanks to Nikki Ragazzoni and uh, George Blizzard, who are leading the charge on this. So they've put they're together. They're the PR network. They're the PR network. Princesses. Ladies and. Um, yeah, and so they've, they've put together a group of people who all run virtual agencies and we're looking at a piece of work to kind of define what virtual agency means, showcase how we use technology, how, how, how the companies run, and actually how they can uh, provide an alternative to a traditional agency or actually complement a traditional agency. You know, so you tend to get a senior team, you get specialist knowledge, it's a very quick way of capacity building. And we're gonna be basically looking at all those different things and we've got a number of things 
uh, number of topics that we're going to look at over the course of the year. So like I say, uh, appreciate the opportunity. Great. To be it's, um, so virtual agencies aren't a new thing, are they? It's, it's you know. Well, no. The your, PR your business... Network, PR Network's been going for 13, 14 years. Right. And your business is 10 years this year? 10 years this year, but I wouldn't have really called it a virtual agency until about eight years ago. But right. and, and there's a number of people who, there's some startups in this group, but other people have been going equally as long. Right. Uh, and I think probably there's more out there, but it just hasn't been enunciated or we haven't really, you know, because yeah. we don't really talk about it. Just get on and do it and it's taken a little while for the industry or the business community to catch on and recognise the benefits that we can offer. Okay. Uh, I've had a bit of a crisis of uh, confidence this this last month or so. very rare that your ego gets dented, (laughs) but it has been, hasn't it? Oh, we've had sobbing and weeping and wailing. Um, So review, overhaul my my blog, giving it a bit of a refresh as I do once once every 12 months or so. And just looking at the data, um, I've gone from around 12,000 unique hits a month, uh, two years ago, to around two thirds of that number now. Uh, and so, so gnashing st- of teeth, key gnashing of teeth. <laughs> sort of scratch, started to scratch my head, wondering why. Uh, and talking to other people in in the industry, um, you know, there used to be a very very strong blogging community. Um, people like Neville Hobson and Steve Davis and Richard Bailey um, and Stuart Bruce um, and all those people are still there but they're blogging less frequently um, than than they used to and there isn't that community anymore there used to be a community uh, through backlinks and um, comments on, on, on each other's blog and it just strikes me that the, the whole blogging thing is um, as a, as a medium is completely fragmented and so people are now looking okay, you know um I, I had a bit of a reflection on this people are now on twitter or on they're on instagram some people like john brown are vlogging i hate that term um but p- people have found new new mediums and different ways to to do this so i think blogging is still there actually the people that blog regularly are fewer and fewer uh between um, and it is there's no doubt but you still get a heap of hard hits. work you still get a heap of hits yeah. so I, I like i'm vaguely sympathetic but not really <laughs> <laughs> as, as with most things in in life are you you're still blogging right yeah bit by bit um i tend to I, i'm very different to you so you're very reflective with your writing so you read something you go to an event you that's your way of processing it mm. i think that's your way of learning i'm not like that at all so i'll um i'll absorb everything like a big sponge but i'll have to be quite passionate or have something that i need to get off my chest or something that i know exactly i'll go for a run occasionally exactly you'll squeeze like. out the juices exactly but it'll come out really quickly and that's that it's done about so i don't take very long at writing so just do it but um Related yeah. point podcast. I can't do so, it the way you do it. So it seems bo- podcasts are. I another, could do this. Are the cows come talk, talk forever. <laughs> I know it's a surprise, but literally, I, I could do this um, every day. Podcast. The, there's this seems to be this resurgence of podcasts uh, at the moment, but although um, the technology is is incredibly fragmented and it's hard. hard resurgence. Resurgence. Well, podcasts used They've to be had a, a massive very slow thing. introduction. I wouldn't say they're having a no, resurgence. No, podcasts is about loads before. Podcast. Well, I think there was. I think there was. I think there was. Mainly uh, driven out of the US. Are you thinking about the radio box? Driven out of the US. Um, 
but there isn't the infrastructure or technology there to 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 sustain them. So you're going to talk data again, aren't you? Well, yeah, because you know <laughs> that's the only thing we've got to go on, isn't it? I mean, for, you know, we've got four or five hundred people download this podcast. We haven't got a clue if anyone actually listens to it, except we do because they tell us on Twitter and such like that yeah. they can't tell what you're saying and you speak too fast. <laughs> You've been rude about my Geordie accent. Socially mobile. What's that? So this oh, is... Oh, can I talk about Mansplot? No, you can't. I'll, I'll no, tell you, you this and then you, you can talk about that. Okay, so, um, yeah, really excited in terms of um, something that I'm launching to mark 10 years in business. Um, people will be aware of my Future Proof community and um, this is really just the next step in that. So I've done quite a lot of diversity and inclusivity work over the years, um, led the charge at CIPR from about 2014. Um, but also I'm very aware of my own upbringing and uh, the fight that I've had to get to where I am now. And I'm aware that actually I'm still incredibly fortunate um, compared to, to others in our industry. Um, I've been looking a lot at industry data as well, which um, is very surprising actually, because if you look at the percentage of people who are uh, educated at independent school across the UK, that figure is much, much higher in PR. Now we know, we've known for years now that PR is becoming a bit of a closed shop and it's, it's, it's been in a, on, the, on the agenda for our industry bodies for quite a while. You know, how do we stop it being just for people with uh, money and networks behind them? Uh, and we haven't, we haven't really knuckled this yet. Anyway, um, Socially Mobile is based on a lot of this data and ultimately what it will do is, uh, as a charitable foundation, give grants to people who are in employment but are kind of stuck in, um, well, under a certain salary cap because they're doing a very tactical role, which is probably a threat of automation, but can't afford the business and management training and education they need to become that strategic advisor, which is where the, uh, the higher earning potential is. So I'm thrilled to bits. Um, I've got a 20K target in the first year. I'm busy getting the charity incorporated at the moment. I've just got to finish those forms because um, I don't really want to pay the legal fees because I think the money could be best used in the charity. And then I'm going out and I'm looking for corporate donors, individual donors, media partners, anybody who, who think they can help really. And I just really hope that people get behind it. Although um, we have had an overwhelming show of support, but also there's been quite a few emails that have come yes, in immediately. So, so I don't. I, <laughs> questioning I, I, my. I've always, you know, I, questioning my I'm work. I'm not going to say I've paid lip service, but I've kind of nodded when you talk about mansplaining and explaining it to me. But actually, you've you've woken up every single morning uh, this week and raged to uh, a couple of emails that that you've received, and now you know it's half a dozen. Uh, men, of course, telling you uh, well, social the, diversity is a minute. My favourite one was the one that said, focusing... what are you worrying about this about? Because uh, you should be focusing on the fact that women is predominantly female and based in London. So basically there's too many women in PR. <laughs> I was like, what? Then the other one was, yeah. It's been the a wrong few. issue. It's the wrong issue. Uh, and my favourites are, if I were you, uh, I would do it this way. And the other one, which was actually, you should be focusing on this instead, uh, where they gave me three other things to focus on. Um, and I was a bit like, okay, thank you. But can I say, um, at least it's cutting through. I've always been a big believer in the fact that if... Pissing people <laughs> off, but no, cutting through. No but, no, but you know what? It's, it's cutting through. The message is getting out. But secondly, <laughs> if you can't please all the people all the time and people, if, if it's something that matters, you'll always get people come at yeah. you. So I, that, that kind of says to me, I'm doing something in the right space. And, but most of all, and this is a really important point, um, 
you know, society is as home to all kinds of people, but my network is a wonderful network, and I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by great people. So Thanks, the first, Sarah. so the first two um, offers of financial contributions were for two um, men um, who are really. Um, very dear to me. So Julian, who I used to work with, Julian Christopher at Footprint PR and Daryl Sperry mm. um, at Hotwire. And I also got a raft of emails straight away from people like Richard Horton, who's the agency doctor, Ben Verinder, um, is an analyst, and um, you know and other people like that, Stu Bruce, who all basically said, completely supportive, um, how can I help? Would love to come and chat to you. Let's have a call, whatever that might be. We so, should say this you know, isn't a gender issue, is it? Women have also got involved. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, there's yeah. loads of women, there's been loads of support, but I, I wanted to balance it out by saying, yeah. you know, it's very easy to look like I'm criticising, or you are criticising them and the mansplaining, no, it's but just equally, you know, it's, it's balanced out by people, just good people who care and want to yeah, help. I, 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 but not one woman said to me, oh, you've got the wrong issue, or no, don't no. do that, or here, why don't you no. do it this way? <laughs> so let's move, on to, let's move on to our tips, actually. Yeah. Um, so I've landed at Metier in the last uh, month or so, um, we're looking at um, looking at ways of, of uh, working on our employee brand, creating a pipeline of talent. Um, I've I've been reunited with an old friend, uh, Marcel, um, blogger who I've worked with um, for the last two or three years on on various different things. He beat you to a blogging award. He beat he? me to a blogging award. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I blogged. <laughs> he doesn't understand why that's funny, but <laughs> it really upsets me. <laughs> Um, um, it does as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the bridesmaid, never the bride, Stephen. Um, we came up with, but we came up with this idea of of um, running webinars based on content that we normally take round to to speaking events, and actually creating a series of half a dozen over the course of of twelve weeks, and we've wrapped that around in a community that we've called Com School and launched on on Facebook. So we've got a couple of hundred people signed up now. So um, it's looking good. But to your point, not one bloke has written to me and told me I'm focusing on the wrong thing, doing it in the wrong way. <laughs> and, and, and here's another thing I should be doing instead. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? There's only one I haven't replied to because the rest of them... I thought were reasonably polite and the last one just irked me. So I've decided right. to park that in the just don't reply because you can't, you're not sure that you can do that in a, you know, reasonable <laughs> fashion. Beware. <laughs> yeah. And also I am very tempted to anonymise these emails and publish them in a blog just to show the state of affairs. Uh, I think we've talked about the issue. <laughs> uh, we've bombed that out. Anyway, so, so ComSchool, check that out. Um, if you, it's, it's predominantly aimed at students uh, and people that are coming into to the workforce that want to understand how to build their profile on social media, how to create a network, how to find their own voice and, and confidence in, in, in social media and use that as a means of, of getting ahead, as Marcel and I both have. Bit of personal branding. Bit of personal branding, yeah. So so look up ComSchool. You'll, we'll, we'll include the links, uh, obviously, in the show notes, but look it up and you'd be really welcome to join us. Good, so my only tip is just to keep an eye out for the work of tomorrow's company. So I was introduced to them uh, very recently um, and uh, I was really, really thrilled to see the work that they're, they're currently focusing on. Um, they're doing a big research project on truth, trust and transparency and it kind of cuts across absolutely 
everything we do in public relations. Um, so I'm hopefully going to get a bit more involved on that, so I'll share more as I can. But um, just as a company to have on your radar, it's probably worth having them on uh, and just to keep an eye on what they're doing because I think it's very valuable. So and they work closely with government, with investors, with business what and with consumers. What are they, an NGO or a, a... I'd have to look into that. I think they right. are, yeah. But right. uh, I think they kind of morphed into a membership body. But right. um, yeah, I, really, I was really, really impressed. And, and actually, like I say, the over overlap with our industry um is is pretty surprising so that's it thank you very much for listening um i hope you'll join us again uh, next month we're trying to make these a monthly thing let us know via twitter if you've got any feedback and until next time thanks a lot see you then thank you for listening to the future proof podcast with sarah hall and stephen waddington you can follow sarah on twitter at hallmeister that's H-A-L-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R and Stephen at Wads, W-A-D-D-S. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.